the clouds. There ought to be clowns. Well, maybe next year. I would pay you not to stop. Not to. Not to stop. <laughs> I would pay you not to sing. Why? That was beautiful. No, it was not. That was. I thought it was beautiful. Mm, well. I think I sounded just like Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, yes. Yes, exactly. Hello. I'm the hip bath that Frederick fell into. Ethan. And I'm Javier. And welcome to On the Way to the Forum. How are we doing? Um, okay, we're surviving this rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it thundered a little while ago and it scared the shit but out not, of me. But not even that, it's just like, it's been raining for most of the week. It has been. And global warming or something. Yes. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But how are you doing? Not bad. I don't have I don't have a thing for this. I was week. I was hoping that I was gonna get a witty little I, I, quip sorry. from you. It's, it's been a week, so <laughs> my wit is not at coming to me today. You know, I feel you on that. I feel it's been a long day today. <laughs> it, it's kind of been a long week, and it's only yeah, yeah. I was about to say it's only Friday, but it's not Friday. What's Thursday? What's it's Thursday? Thursday. We're there. And then I thought it was it was only Monday. I don't even know what day it is anymore. But anyway, please um, tell me, what are we drinking this evening? And how does it relate to the show? Uh, well, it's going to be a, not that much of a stretch. But so the show that we are talking about today, they drink schnapps, which is an alcohol of... I guess Germany, Scandinavia. Well, it's set in Sweden, so. Well, yeah, well, we'll talk about that later. But which is weird. Um, so I was like schnapps. I had peach schnapps. So then I was looking for something that had peach schnapps in it, and that things I had around the apartment. So I found a recipe for something called, and there's there's two different words for it. It's basically the same makeup. Uh huh. Um, it's either a woo woo. A hoo-hoo? A woo-woo. A woo-woo. Or a red silk or red silk red silk panties. Oh, that's which I think scandalous. Is a, which is I think a little more uh, reflective of the show because honestly I think this is one of the most scandalous <laughs> yeah. uh shows that I have seen. And that we've done and talked about on the show. I, I too. don't know. I guess. I guess that's true. I mean, I, for some reason, I think the only show that really didn't have any sex in it was Cats. I don't know. Those no, those cats are kind of um, in heat. <laughs> Rare. Especially Rumtum Tucker. Uh, well, he he's a very sexual cat. He will fuck anything that comes in sight. Wow. That what comes in sight? Oh, okay. <laughs> what did she think? It's okay. Anyway, so so how do you make this red silk panties? So, even though that no one in the show wore red silk panties no, that no, I but, know of. But like when I think of like silk and 
I guess undergarments. I think like very sexual, and this is a very sexual show. It's a very sexual show. Red yes. is very passionate color. If you want, and to. it has schnapps. So, <laughs> so it all connects to the show. Okay. So we have peach schnapps, uh-huh. which yep. is actually a very little part of this whole drink recipe, but yeah. uh, vodka mm. and cranberry juice. Oh, it's one ingredient one ingredient away from a sex on the beach. Yes, doesn't have doesn't have orange juice. So you know, well, either way, we could have you know either had sex on the beach or with your red silk panties. Mm-hmm. Could have used them to clean up with. I guess oh. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So now we are going to talk about the show a little bit. I'm going to give you some information, some plot, and some spoilers, mm-hmm. and some content warning, maybe. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely a show. Yeah. So the show that we are discussing today and that we watched yesterday is a little-known musical called A Little Night Music. And the book is written by Hugh Wheeler, mm-hmm. uh, who also wrote the book for Sweeney Todd. Oh. Uh-huh. And the music and lyrics are by this little-known person that I might have talked about before in probably every single episode of the show, I just realized. It's like you're obsessed or something. I got a great big lesbian crush on mm. Steven Sondheim. I'm very excited about this because we get to talk about a Sondheim show for the first time. And the basis of this musical comes from a a film uh, by uh, Ingmar Bergman. I thought it was... What? From a... Crap. I can't remember. A music piece. The title comes uh, from Mozart. Okay, okay, okay. The Little Night Music Sonata gotcha. 69 or something like okay. that. <laughs> um, but the, the film is called Smiles of a Summer Night. Okay, I can well, see well, that. Yeah, okay. We might have to get into this later. Okay. Later in the show, and it just occurred to me. This is like a more sexualized version of a Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, okay, I've only seen that one. I know. So, and it was kind of weird because it had like elves and shit, so. Well, that's, I wouldn't that's say necessarily that it's that. Okay, well, but. I, we can talk about that later. Okay. But, um, you have seen a film by Igmar Bergman before. Have I? Oh, The Swedish um, guy? Yeah. Um, what was that movie? With M- Max von... That doesn't help, but, uh... The Sixth Sense. That's M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, the the Seventh Seal. Hey, it had a number. It did it? have a number, <laughs> which is a story about how a knight and death play a game of chess to see if the if death can take the knight's soul. Remember? I don't remember exactly. I remember parts of it. I just remember parts of it, yeah, too. Yeah, it was an interesting movie. And how I got introduced to Igmar Bergman was through French and Saunders, two British comedians, mm. where they just do a whole segment of making fun of his films. Mm. He's very um, artsy. Mm-hmm. So let's get into some plot, shall we? Because this one is 
a little complicated. Uh, okay. I thought it was pretty straightforward. It is. But it is a messy triangle. It's a, okay. Uh, it's okay. it's more like a trapezoid or uh, a, a Condoleezza Rice or something. Oh I, I don't know. So Act 1 opens up with a tableau. Yes, I recall that. Yes, but do you know what a tableau is? I think it's like a chocolate that comes in like a triangle That's shape. a Toblerone. <laughs> Close, but so far away. Um, a tableau is um, living art. Okay. That's odd. Okay. Um, so like you see street performers, you know, whenever they're like doing the whole like Sort of like statues? Yeah. That's a tableau. Okay. So it's when live people like recreate a painting. That's a tableau. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Act One opens up with a tableau. We have a Greek chorus of sorts of like these prim and proper people going around singing remember. And yes. Throughout the whole show. And they give us this tale of of lovers so we meet our characters we meet first madame armed the matriarch of her family then we have federica the daughter of the actress desiree armfelt and granddaughter of madame armfelt then we have uh frederick eggerman a lawyer who is married to Anne Egerman, who is 18 and has been married to Frederick for 11 months, almost a whole entire year, and has not consummated the marriage. Mm -hmm. She is still a virgin. She's playing the long game. She pretty yeah. <laughs> then we have uh, Heinrich Egerman, who is the son of the lawyer, and he is striving to be a minister. Um, I'm assuming that they're Lutheran because yeah, she, yeah, they, they think keep so, think so, yeah. mention, mentioning Martin Luther. He looks like a priest, basically. Yeah, he looks like a priest, yes. He's he got dresses the, like a priest. He's got the dog tags and everything or whatever. <laughs> dog collar, I don't know what it's I called. don't know what it is. But he is superly, like, sexually frustrated. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, sexually yeah. frustrated. Then we have Petra, who is Anne's lady's maid, who is, um, shall we say, very sexually liberated. Mm. She's been with anyone and anyone she can be, and she's happy about it. Then we meet uh, Desiree Armfeld, a successful actress and an old flame of Frederick. Then we have Count Carl, Carl Magnus, who is a married man, but is also Desiree's lover. And then we have uh, the Countess Charlotte, who is married to Carl Magnus and is an old school friend of Anne's. And she doesn't really care what Carl Magnus does, but at the end of the day, she really does. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, does he even love me? That's that's what that comes down mm. to. Okay. So that's all our, that's, that's our band of characters. So, uh, Frederick isn't really getting it on with Anne. So, he goes to his old lover, Desiree, for assistance in the um, <clears throat> sexual department. For which she is more than happy to oblige. 
Her lover, Carl Magnus, bursts in on the two as Frederick was about to leave. They make up some cock and bull story about how the lawyer needs her signature for a, like a minor mm-hmm. case that her court case that her mother has. And it's, it's totally made up. It's not real at all. And that he quote unquote fell into the bathtub. I'm sorry, the hip bath and got his clothes soaking wet. And that is why he is in Carl Magnus's robe. So <laughs> his clothes really didn't fall into the hip bath, but she dunks them into there. <laughs> and so she's like, they're almost dry. And they're visibly they're from the wet. stage, they are dripping wet. Yeah. <laughs> and so he leaves um, her place with the Count's night robe and cap. I thought he took, he borrowed a suit or something. No, okay. no, he had, he had on a night shirt. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he went out looking like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Carl Magnus the next day tells his wife what he has discovered. Because he's really jealous. He's really jealous because That's... I'm like over here, like you're cheating on your wife with this woman. And you're, and you're mad because she's possibly cheating on you with this other man. But okay. Plus, you're also telling your wife. I know. That's, uh... <laughs> and he is infuriated. And Charlotte then asks Anne, because they're old school friends, um, exactly what happened. And Anne's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what, like, I mean, I noticed when we went to the theater that that actress was looking at us like she knew us but like my husband more than me mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then she just kind of like discovers and realizes that Desiree and Frederick fucked at some point in their lives. And Charlotte basically tells her that it's a normal thing for men and that love can bring pain. So act one ends with Desiree asking her mother to ask the Eggermans to their country house for the weekend. Somehow, Carl Magnus hears word of this, and so he tells his wife, Charlotte, hey, we're going to the country for the weekend. We're going to go stay with my lover, which... The audacity. The audacity, first of all. And second of all, like, you inviting yourself? Mm. Exactly. And (laughs) Charlotte advises Anne not to wear any makeup because she'll look young and fresh and prim and pretty in front of Desiree. So that way her husband will be like, "Mm, I still love you, baby. And then they come up with this plan to to make both Frederick and Carl Magnus jealous. Mm. And... We have a weekend in the country. (laughs) Act two opens on the outside of the estate as the two families arrive. Frederick discovers that Desiree's daughter is named after him. Hmm. Frederica. Sounds fishy. (laughs) Heinrich is then talking with Frederica, whom he tells her that he is in love with his stepmother. We got some weird, like, Pornhub yeah. vibes going here. It's <laughs> it's weird. Like, he's trying to be a priest, but at the same time, he wants to bone his stepmother. 
<laughs> well, he said love, not both. Those are two different things, but okay. We're getting into that. And you know what Frederica says? She says, go for it. And Frederick and Carl Magnus talk about how difficult it is to be upset with Desiree. Because it's like, she, I don't, like her personality is, I don't want to say apathetic, but she's just like, nothing bothers her. Mm. And even in the songs are like, you know, if she was this way, if she was that way, it would, it would make everything better. But she's not that way. Like she's so passive that it's like so difficult to be mad at her because you can't, you absolutely cannot. And at dinner, Charlotte starts to flirt with Frederick <laughs> who pays her no mind. He's too busy looking at Desiree. And Carl Magnus sees this and he, in his own mind, believes that the lawyer is trying to have three women at the same time. And everyone starts shouting and they're like arguing with each other and Heinrich freaks out. And he throws a dish, he breaks it, and then Desiree's just like, we have more dishes if you want to break them. Like, that's how passive she is. And he gets so upset and he basically tells everyone that they're going to hell because they're so amoral and then he leaves to go kill himself and then Anne follows after him to make sure he's okay Frederick then goes to see Desiree and he tells her that he loves her but he can't leave Anne yes some part of him I guess still kind of loves her I don't I guess I don't know it's like New car versus a used car. Which one do you go for? Well, nowadays I'd go for the new car. <laughs> I would definitely go for the new car. So Desiree is like angered, but at the same time she's upset and she sees that she cannot be with him. So they go their several ways. And then Anne finds Heinrich trying to hang himself, but... He forgot to tie the noose to the tree. It's, yeah, it's very pathetic. He's <laughs> he's kind of stupid. He's a little dramatic. But we um, can, we, we oh my can... god, am I Heinrich? Probably. More <laughs> than likely. At the end of the day, she tells him that she loves him. And she kisses him. Which means that they got the deed on. So, so the son deflowered his stepmother. His father didn't even get to deflower that. At least he did not get sloppy seconds. Like Carl Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> so Petra imagines herself being married. And she's over here like thinking like, oh, the Miller's son, uh, the real estate guy being married to, to a noble, you know, and because she's so sexually liberated, she doesn't even think about marriage. Because, I mean, all these married people are having sexual problems, and here she is. She's having no sexual problems, and she's, she's like, mm, do I want marriage? I don't know. And Charlotte tells Frederick that she tried to flirt with him to make her husband jealous. And the two of them see his wife and his son leaving to start their new life together far far away <laughs> and carl magnus sees his wife and frederick talking 
after he's trying to copulate with Desiree. Yep. This is like a messy story, no, people. The audacity. Again, the audacity. <laughs> and he becomes very angry and wishes to duel with Frederick. So he, che- like, at when he, they first meet, he's like, yes, I can throw knives and I've been injured five times, but I haven't died. It's pretty much they're measuring who has the bigger dick. <gasps> yes. Yes. And so anyway, he chooses Russian roulette. And then Frederick's like, what's that? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, wait, a loaded gun with only one bullet. Okay. And Frederick misfires and grazes his ear. And Carl Magnus becomes a tiger for Charlotte. And Desiree and Frederick realize that they can be together now because his wife ran off with his son. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like some Alabama shit. It's (laughs) Swedish. I don't know. (laughs) But throughout the whole story, Madame Armfelt is telling her granddaughter about how the moon smiles three times. Mm -hmm. Forced, 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 first for the young. Mm -hmm. So that indicates Heinrich and Anne, because there's only a year difference. Heinrich's 19, Anne's 18. Two for the The fools, fools. who is Frederick and Desiree. Okay, I thought it was just everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Because she says, in the movie, she's like, and it smiled a lot for the fools tonight. There's a lot of fools for, that were smiled on. I guess Frederick, Desiree, Carl Magnus, Charlotte, Petra, and yes. Frida Lay. I don't know. And then third for the old. And yes. she realizes that is for herself. And the, the musical ends with her dying. Yes. Kind of abruptly. Uh, yeah. She's like, <laughs> oh, uh, 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 I'm dead. <laughs> so that's the, that's the whole show. Yeah. See, it's not that complicated. It is a little complicated. It's, not, it's just a messy love it's, it's triangle. It's messy. It's messy. It's more than a love triangle. Okay. I, I think it's like mm, yes, more okay. than that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the show. The show? The show. Oh, wait, wait. They're Swedish. Yeah. Oh. So the show opened <laughs> on the Broadway on February 25th of 19... 19- 73 <laughs> at the Schubert. Oh my God, stop. At the, Schubert, at the Schubert Theater. And then the show closed on August 3rd of 1974. Mm. See, this is, this is where I'm like confused. They only did 601 performances, 12 previews. Uh-huh. But this show one best musical and i'm like chicago didn't even win best musical and it's like the fourth longest running musical i mean it did win the revival but that doesn't count that that's where i'm like what so the show was directed by harold prince also known as hal he also uh directed sweeney todd he directed evita phantom of the opera Cabaret? No, did he do Cabaret? I can't remember if he did Cabaret. Asking the wrong person. I know. And the cast included Glennis Johns, who played Desiree. Mm. Um, you also may know her as the mother in Mary Poppins, and the grandmother in Superstar. She's the one that says, 
When I go whoop whoop, you go whoop whoop. What does whoop whoop mean? I don't fucking know, but you better do it. That, that's what she says. That's oh. her line. That's her line. And I'm like, oh, the lady from Mary Poppins just used the F word? I'm shooketh. <laughs> then we have Lynn Carriou, who played Frederick. Um, you may also know him from many things, actually. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was the sheriff in Secret Window. Mm-hmm. He was oh, um, John movie. Cusack's father in 1408. Any movies that I... Well... I but have you, to you, see, I have to see, okay. yeah, whatever. And he's also the patriarch in Blue Bloods. I don't know if you've seen that show. Nope. With Tom Selleck. Um, and then Hermione Gingold, or Gingold. I don't know how to say her last name, but her first name is Hermione, not Hermione. Hermione. Herm. Hedge money. Hedge money. Hedge money. Gingold. <laughs> and she played Madame Armfeld. So on the U.S. tour, Gene Simmons, uh, who played Desiree, and oh. not to be mistaken from the guy from Kiss. Okay, that's what I actually had. I was like, wait, he, he does Broadway? Gene, J-E-A-N, not G-E-N-E. Um, but she is actually a notable actress for Guys and Dolls. She plays the, the missionary lady in Guys and Dolls in the movie. And Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz, uh, played Madame Armfeld. Apparently she could sing. Apparently. Um, the 2009 revival included the cast, with cast of Catherine Zeta-Jones. Do not know her. You don't know her? No. She's married to Michael Douglas. <laughs> and they have copious amounts of sex. Oh my gosh. Because they have like 13,000 children or something do like they? that. I, I didn't know they, they do children. have a lot of children. Okay, I didn't know. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Michael Douglas gets around. Okay. And and Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. 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 She did. She did. Miss Teapot. Yes. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> I'm surprised. She was, was love it. I was, well, I was. That's a musical. But she she did originate the role of Mrs. Okay, love it. Yes. There you go. Um, she was she was Aunt Mame, and Aunt Mame. The hell is that? It's a musical. We'll oh, okay. we'll watch it eventually. Oh, Let's no. not watch the musical with Lucille Ball. Okay. But anyway, um, and Catherine Zeta Jones actually won an, uh, a Tony for best leading actress in a Broadway musical. And when those two decided to step down from those roles, we had Bernadette Peters and Elaine Stritch replace them. Mm-hmm. And Bernadette Peters is also known for her many roles in Sondheim. Oh my gosh. I think you're biased. Okay. I am biased, but also Sondheim once said that you know, most Broadway actors can either only sing or only act. Bernadette Peters does both at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's coming from from the word of word okay, of Sondheim. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, book twelve. Book tw- uh, verse twelve thirty two. <laughs> yes. Um, but she's also played the witch in Into the Woods. She was Dot and Marie in Sunday in the Park with George. She was Joanne Company. Like 
not a film version that we haven't seen or mm -hmm. that we have seen. And then Elaine um, Stritch originated the role of Joanne in Company. Like, she's the whole reason why ladies lunch. Exactly. So the show, the, the 1973 one, won Best Musical, Best Book, Best Original Score, Best Leading Actress, Best Featured Actress, and Best Costume Design. And in 1977, Hal Prince decided to direct a film adaptation of the show. Why? I don't know. He did. And it starred Lynn Carew, Diana Riggs, whom you may know as the, uh, uh, shoot, from Game of Thrones. I can't help you. Uh, the one that killed Joffrey. Spoilers. Oh, the old uh, lady. Uh, Elena. Elena. Pumpernickel. Loris. Loris Tyrell. <laughs> Elena Tyrell. Gosh, I had to. Of course, I had to choose the gay one and then realize his last name. <laughs> Diana Riggs and Hermione uh, uh, Jen Gold, mm -hmm. whatever her name is. She reprised her role as Madame Armfeld. And this little-known actress, you may have heard of her, mm. um, Elisabetha Taylor. Oh, Maggie, the cat is alive. It's not how it goes. No. <laughs> it's, Maggie, the cat is alive. I'm sorry. Not like, Maggie, well, that's the cat how is alive. That's how it should have been done. <laughs> Um, but the film was not so highly praised. I actually enjoyed the film. I know. Yeah. That was like one of the few ones that you were like, this it was one. Probably because of Elizabeth Taylor. Probably, you know what, maybe. Mm -hmm. At that time, she was married to Richard Burton and they were going through their weird 17,000 divorces. And apparently, critics hated the fact that Taylor's weight would change from scene to scene. Apparently, she would be like big one scene and then kind How of skinny. Why did they make the movie? I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know. Ask Hal Prince. I don't know. I'm just I'm just the person. Mm. So now we are going to take a short break. And we are back. And if you are just now joining us. Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm trying to do NPR. Okay. Um, if you're just now Sweaty balls. Us, yes. Yeah. Would you like to put my, my sweaty balls in your mouth? Oh, they're so moist. Oh, are they? I'm so they glad. They just fall apart in your mouth. Oh my god. You should try <laughs> my uh, sweaty wiener. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we, are topic. Not kind of, we are not that kind of podcast. <laughs> anyway, if you're just now joining us, uh, we are discussing Stephen. Disgusting. Disgusting. Discussing Stephen Sondheim's A Little Night Music. And since we are talking about music, we should talk about the songs. Mm. Because I actually en enjoy this show's songs a lot. So, as always, I'm going to list them. And then we're going to talk about the ones we like. So, Act 1, we have Overture which is the quintet 
and they sing Remember Later Night Waltz and whatever else they sing. Um, then we have Now, Later, Soon, and then together we have Soon, Later, Now. And we have The Glamorous Life, Remember, You Must Meet My Wife, Liaisons, In Praise of Women, Every Day a Little Death, and Act One ends with A Weekend in a Country. <laughs> I, I really like that song. I, I think it's just, uh, this is the tempo of it. It's very, yeah. Oh yeah, no, the tempo is fast and it's. I I think that's probably when you woke up because the songs were faster then. (laughs) Anyway, Act Two opens up with Entre Act. Like I said before, that's when people would usually enter back in from intermission. Then we have Night Waltz One, The Sun Won't Set. Night Waltz Two, The Sun Sits Low, and. Whenever they say night waltz, it's usually the Mozarts mm-hmm, or Beethoven mm-hmm. or whatever the music it is. person that that dude that that decomposed or something. I don't know. And then we have it would have been wonderful, perpetual anticipation, dinner table scene, and that's just the orchestra. There's nobody singing. Then we have the absolute fan favorite of this show, Send in the Clowns. Uh, the Miller's Son, The World Won't End, Every Day a Little Death Reprise, Reprise of Soon, You Must Meet My Wife, A Weekend in the Country, and Every Day a Little Death by the Quintet, Send in the Clowns Reprise, and then The Last Waltz ends the show. Yes. So, Jalavier. <laughs> what song did you like? Okay. Or songs? Um, like you mentioned, and slurped. And slurped. So I have, you, you showed me the movie, which is the one I have more in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then you wanted to do a production one. Yes. And he did the mistake of showing me this after we had dinner, and it had been a long day. So I fell asleep for a good 20 minutes. Well, here's the thing. First, I put on I we wanted I wanted to watch the Bernadette Peters one. It was terrible. Well, it was kind of like well, Chicago. it was like Chicago. <laughs> we were too busy looking at the floor. The floor was dirty. I couldn't even see Bernadette's face. I got to see that face. Uh-huh. The cute face and red hair. Anyway, then we ended up watching the 1990 uh, Lincoln Opera House. Yeah, which I version. Enjoyed, I enjoyed other than my napping. My little nappy night. <laughs> <laughs> it was only like 20 minutes. You almost missed the whole first half. No, I didn't. Whatever. Anyway. But it did kind of reconnect everything I had in my brain as far mm-hmm. as like, I remember the movie. I just couldn't remember what, what happened. Yeah. And I was like, I know there's some sort of messiness as yeah. far as love, tr- love something going on. Maybe it's a quintet. Maybe that's the whole reason for the quintet. Maybe. But... I really enjoy Everyday a Little Death, mm-hmm. in which um, Countess Charlotte comes to Anne's house to tell her, because she was sent, and I you she kind of miss sent. it, I'm she was sorry. sent by her husband to tell her, hey, your man is cheating on you with this other whore. 
that I'm cheating on that I am cheating with as well, <laughs> which is it's it's messy. It's messy, and I'm like surprised because Count Charlotte is very sarcastic. She's really smart. She's I she's probably one of my favorite characters in the show. Her and uh, the grandmother. I can't. Remember. Oh, Madam Armfeld. Yeah. Are my favorite because they're very sarcastic and very funny. I they think are. They are. I think maybe the comedic relief of they the show. They might be, but he, like a, a, a little fact about Madame Armfeld, she is a very promiscuous woman throughout her life, like her daughter. But she did it the right way. <laughs> um, is there a right way to do that? Yeah. Well, let's see. She got servants. She got a house. She got cars. She got the whole shebang. She got money. She so became she was a gold digger. She didn't marry those people. I didn't think she had a marriage. No, there, there was there was the the Vicomte de Signac. Yes. There was the Baron. Mm, all yes. those people, like she probably did things with. Well, but they gave her things. Yes. Unlike Desiree, who just does things with men and gets nothing in return. <laughs> but in this song that she sings, she's telling. And, or maybe herself realizes that yeah. she is married to a terrible man. He's, he is arrogant. He is, yeah, just terrible. I, I can't, yeah. can't even think of words to describe him. But in the end, she realizes that she loved him. Yeah. She and doesn't know why. She doesn't know why, but she loves him. And that he's going to continue being terrible to her, but she's going to stay with him because she loved him. Yeah. So each day she lives a little death. Yeah. Which, I don't know. For me, I just love that song. Yeah. It's a very good song. Yeah, yeah. It is a very good song. And even in there, there there's that lyric, she know, where she's like, where he talks about uh, his his um, his houses and his wars, his horses and his whores. Mm -hmm. he, t he says all these things to her. I know. And then she's just like, okay. And she takes it. She's hurt by them. But she but, can't. But she can't do anything about it. I guess. I don't even know because it's 1900s. I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I'm always I'm confused by that. Yeah. Where she's aware that he's cheating on yeah. her. But I'm. She can't do anything. Maybe. About it. I don't maybe. know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Is there any other song? Or? Well, I guess we can just tag team it. But send in the clown. Oh. The Which is like the iconic song. For it this is. It is musical. because you know you had Frank Sinatra sing the song. Oh, did you? I didn't know that. I didn't. Oh, I didn't have Frank Sinatra oh. sing the song. <laughs> you just asked me, did I? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but no, he actually popularized it. So because this, he sung this song that came from this musical. What did the people do? They flocked to the musical. Uh, yes, that's also part of the reason why people went to go see the film and then they realized it wasn't that great. Which yeah, I thought it was. A, it was I thought it was fine. It was actually. pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. The only thing that I really didn't like about the film, and you can be like, okay, yeah, sure, uh, was the fact that Elizabeth Taylor didn't actually sing most of her songs. Yeah, I would, I would. she actually had uh, Marnie Nixon. Yes, yeah. Who uh, yes. who actually did a lot of voiceover work for yeah. singing for Natalie Woods and West Side Story. Uh, she did Audrey Hepburn and My Fair Lady. So most of the time, if you watch a early musical movie and the voice doesn't really look like the actress, 
It was Marnie Nixon. And she had a hold that secret okay, for 50 I, years. I thought you were talking about that girl from Halloween Town. I don't know who that is. You I mean, what? I know who that is, but Mar- I don't her know. Name her name was Mar- Mar- Marley. What was Marley? Marnie? No, it was Marley. Marley. Yeah, never mind. Wait, wait. You're talking about um, Debbie Reynolds' granddaughter, right? Yeah, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, anyway. No, not the same person. <laughs> but anyway, uh, one of my favorite songs is sending the clowns yeah and it's really catchy it's actually it a very like and it's kind of funny that i kind of had to explain the song to you because you had yeah. a di- and maybe it's open to interpretation but you had a different interpretation as I far did. as what she meant by sending the clowns but yeah. she's basically t- you know this is when towards the end um he comes in and tells her like oh you know i love, I you. love you i love you i want to be with you but i can't because i have a wife. I have a wife. <laughs> and she's pretty, because she, she's been in love with him, but has rejected him so many times because yeah. he had proposed to her so many times. And she's like, no, no, no. And then as she's gotten older, she's like, oh no, I actually do love this man. Yeah. And it, even in this conversation, she proposes to him mm-hmm. and says, you know, I can save you from this. You yeah. know, let's get married. And he's like, no, I'm already married. I love this girl. Yeah. And it might be that New car, old car, kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm not. He is dedicated for her to her for some reason, and she's heartbroken. She's pretty much let it out there, and she's like, "Send in the clowns, send in the fools." Yeah. These are no. And and to be honest, I this is open for interpretation, but I don't think "send in the clowns" is actually talking about actual clowns. Not no, it's talking about fools, white face no, makeup it's, shit. It's fools. Yeah, because you know the entire time, like. Even the lyrics, you know, she's over there saying, like, with your feet on the ground, I'm up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, she's his complete opposite. And Sending the Clowns is my all-time favorite Stephen Sondheim. I'm Sondheim, not Songheim. Sondheim. Sondheim song. I'm surprised. Why? I don't know. I, thought I, you, I, I told you this. I thought you already picked another one. That was a different one. That's that can be a joint one, okay. but but it's it's well. First of all, when I was in jazz band, I played the solo. Oh my gosh! The ba da 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 da. That that little part. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's called a doublet. So it go double it. <laughs> that, that's. And a triplet is a triplet. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, I know. Wow. But I, I just love sending the clowns because she's over here. She's finally come to this realize realization that, you know, I've been in love with you so many years, and I was stupid enough to reject you before you were married eleven months ago, <laughs> and I could have said yes at any moment in time. But I didn't. Yeah. So and, uh, I too am a clown. Yes. A fool. A fool. And then I also really love the song, The Miller's Son, in which Petra sings. That's what she's singing about. She's like, oh, if I could marry the Miller's son. She's over here talking about like, you know, she's seeing all these married people. And she's like, if I could do that, would I be happy? Mm-hmm. And there's there's just this one lyric where she she let me rephrase that Stephen Sondheim 
Stephen Sondheim does something with alliteration that I've never seen anybody else ever do. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, especially like in Into the Woods. Give me a second. How unprofessional. I'm, I'm trying, no, I'm trying to get the lyrics correct, mm-hmm. sir. Um, blah, 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 blah. Because in Into the Woods, he does something when Jack's mother is saying, this cow is old. While her withers wither with her. Those are all the same word. He'd use the same word three different times, but they mean something different each time. I thought that was, oh my God. Like, but in The Miller's Son, she goes, it's a very short road from the pinch to the punch, to the paunch, to the pouch, to the pension. She's talking about having to climb this ladder to be able to marry rich. Mm-hmm. She's over here like pinching for pennies. And then she's like, well, the only way that I could do that is if I've married the Miller's son. And the only way that I can get more money than that is to punch off somebody. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like that alliteration from the pinch to the punch to like What? Like, it's unbelievable, I think. Oh, that's fine. You can think whatever you I want. I know. I know. But, like, it's... I don't know. I, I don't really like alliteration, but, like, at that same point, like, only smart people can alliterate. Wow. And I'm not smart. Mm. So now, uh, I would like for us to debate the show, I guess. Okay, what do you want to debate? Um... Frederica is Frederick's son. I mean, daughter. Oh, well, that's fine. Daughter. <laughs> Not son. Okay. Quick. She had a sex change mid-show. Oh, my gosh. No. Um. I, yeah, it's, it, it can go either way. Because <sighs> we know they had they relations. relations before. Yeah. And I don't know what's the last time he saw her. So yeah. 11 months ago. Well, she's older than 11 months. But. No, I was. The last time he probably saw oh, her was okay. before he got married gotcha. to Anne. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, they don't really specifically say that that is his daughter. Yeah. But he, he has this look on his face when he tells, when she tells him, her name's Federica. He's like, oh. Oh. And she's like, don't think too highly of yourself. There's other men named Frederick as well. Which, like Frederick Douglass. I think he was dead by now. But, <laughs> but yeah. But, like, I don't know. For me, I'm just like. Why Sweden? Well, there's nothing Swedish about the show. He could have picked any other place. Because Ingmar Bergman's film takes place in this little country called Sweden. I don't know. That's, that's sure. But in the movie, they change it from Sweden to Austria. You and see, I'm that like, makes a little more sense. I'm like, Sweden? Really? I don't know. That's the only thing that you I go have. to the grocery oh store <laughs> and you get the bread. And then you say, How much do I owe? And they say, Nothing. 
Um, but that, that's the only reason why it's in Sweden. Like Switzerland probably would have made a little bit more. I don't, I don't know. It's I just don't for know. me, I'm just like Sweden. Eh. There's nothing Swedish about this show. They're not eating gildefish or um, that's Jewish. Gildefish. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't. What? What do they eat in Sweden? Harry? I don't know. Swedish fish. I don't know what this is Swedish. Chef. <laughs> what yeah, this? they're just gonna be sitting there opening bags of Swedish fish and just eating them. Like, mm, these taste delicious. They don't. They don't. Just, I don't know what the Swedish chef called. Exactly. So wait, wasn't he in, in love with the chicken? Wait, no, that was Gonzo. That was Gonzo. Gonzo's yeah, in love Gonzo, with the chicken Gonzo. named Henrietta. Yes, but Henrietta was part of the the Swedish chef's kitchen, right? I too much. I don't know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, but I just think it's a very interesting show. Yeah, I guess with a title like A Little Night's Music, I would not have thought that it would be a messy love shape. Quadrilateral. <laughs> I don't even know. Geometry. I don't know. It's just... And, and like, I don't know. It's a very... It's very raunt. Especially like 1900, I think it's... Well, it's not... Oh, it's based in 1900. It's not from 1900. No, no but it's very raunchy. raunchy as it far is. as like... Especially like the audacity that the Count has... For like me telling his wife, be like, "Hey, I'm I'm cheating on you. I'm telling you up front that I'm cheating yeah. on you, and I want you to go mess up this other marriage because this man has been messing with my mistress, yeah. and I don't like that." Yeah. And you know what? You know what? What is in the place of a uterus in a man? <laughs> audacity. Audacity. <laughs> There's nothing there. The only thing that we have here is audacity. Mm. And some of those men have bigger audacities than others. Yeah. And Count Carl Magnus Lipsenshiner, or whatever his name is. It's Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> has, I think he has a small penis complex. I think that's what it comes down to. Maybe. I, I, I have know. no idea. I just, but I'm up here thinking, like, he got Frederick Sloppy Seconds when... He well, interrupted we, them. Well, yes. You know good and well he slept with Desiree. He's oh, like, mm, why is this already lubed up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> not what I was thinking at all. <laughs> but I don't know. I just That whole dynamic. And I yeah. also think it's really funny how everyone goes around, in a sense, teasing Hen- Henrik. Yeah. And be like, hey, like. You're supposed to be a man of God. You're supposed to be a God, but we're going to go ahead and, like, touch flirt. your penis. Oh, my. <laughs> like, flirt with you or, like, yeah. Or, like, tempt him. Tempt you and then, like, not really give it to you, in a sense. Tease him? You yes. mean tease I'm him. I'm sorry. To tease him. Yeah. Ugh. I tell you what, there's no worse sin than teasing. I guess. Yeah. I hate being so, teased. So, I, I think it's funny how, like, Anne and Petra always tease him, like, yeah. always trying to, like, yeah. making him comfortable and tease him and all this stuff. And in the end, you know. He's like, oh, no, I'm just going to go with my stepmother. Forget God. <laughs> Elias, this is for you. <clears throat> 
I type in stepmom porn like I do every day. <laughs> and I remember that bowl of chili too. <laughs> I've never left town. That never left town. The tattoo from the end, that front from that pot red movie. <laughs> This is all for you, buddy. Yeah. All for you. And I hope you are laughing your ass off. Um, but anyway, earlier what I was saying was this is kind of like a more sexual version of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, which was actually the very first play that I was ever in. Oh. I played one of the lovers. I'm glad I did not have to see that. What are you talking about? I went full Royal Shakespeare Company. Oh. Um, I was the only um, middle schooler with an accent. I can only imagine. Oh, girl, you have no idea. Um, yes, so I played Demetrius, which was one of the lovers. So basically, it's a Shakespeare story about four lovers. Demetrius is promised to um, Hermia, but Helena is in love with Demetrius, but... Helena, no, Hermia loves Lysander. Demetrius and Lysander hate each other, and Hermia and Helena hate each other. Okay. Go watch the movie, because yeah. that was a terrible But anyway, they go into the woods, and there are fairies. So you have Oberon, and then you have Tatiana. Is that her name? I can't remember. Tiana, I don't know. Maybe it's the drag queen. I don't know. But anyway, they're having marital problems. Anyway, he's trying to get the lovers together. And it, it gets very messy along the way. But eventually, the right lovers get to the right people. And everybody's happy in the end. Okay, I can kind of see it now. Yeah. But, but this show is like, let's up, amp up the sex and just make... Let's put sex into Shakespeare without Shakespeare knowing about it. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's that's what I think. I think that okay. it's it's like a, a a sexually transmitted disease version <sighs> of which I'm surprised none of them got because especially Desiree, she probably got chlamydia. Oh my god. She didn't know about it. She just thought she had a cough. I don't know. I don't think that's how it works. I don't know how chlamydia works. Okay. I've never had it. I'm, I can see how Georgia sex ed works oh, here. Oh, we were supposed to abstain from sex. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, if I had sex, we were going to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. But say that to the man. Mm -hmm. He never got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. It's a very interesting show. Yeah, but did you enjoy it, though? I did enjoy it. Why is there a pause? I don't know There's a, why there's a pause. <laughs> I, I, I think I enjoyed the movie a little bit more, even though... Maybe because it's a little more straightforward. It's yeah. a little more structured, yeah. and I don't have to... Think about it. Not necessarily even think about it. I don't have to, like... Spend that much energy mm -hmm. focusing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I can totally understand. And I'll ask you this question. is: Would you think that this would be a good 
Sondheim musical to start with? Um, or is there another one that you had in mind that you I don't know think because I don't probably think you can... to delve into? I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question because okay. I can't really say that they're all the same. And see that that's part of the reason why I like Sondheim is because most of his stuff is like you can't tell that it's him. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, unlike, uh, and I hate to do this, Lin-Manuel, but I'm throwing you under the bus. Oh my gosh. Uh, but like, Into the Heights and Alexander Hamilton sound the same. Mm. If that makes sense. Musically. Musically. Well, I think that's, and and that might be just a different thing. I don't know, when you take, I guess what you call that rap? But either, like, style, even, like, with style, like, Sondheim's style is, they're not the same with each musical. I don't know. They're not the same with each musical. But, like, they're also also not rapping the whole thing. Okay. Okay. And, I don't know, maybe that's where, like, you can see those similarities. I don't know. Like, okay, I will give you an example. You've seen, I know for a fact that you've seen two... Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's. Yes. Okay. Would you say that his style between Phantom of the Opera and Evita are kind of the same? Oh, I don't remember Evita. And I've only seen the movie. I know. But it's basically the same. Um, Where there's no talking. There's no talking. There's this? no dialogue. It's all singing. That's how you know it's Webber. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. But what about Cats? three. Cats. Cats is a lot of dancing, though. It's a lot of dancing. Yeah. And that's maybe why I like cats a little bit more. Probably. Uh, it gets my brain a little time to rest and be like, Okay, they're okay. not thinking now. I ain't got to think. <laughs> oh my God, what were they saying? Wait till we watch opera. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, there, here's one that I, I would like to do. Maybe next season. Mm. Uh, the Pirates of Penzance. I, to say, I thought you were going to say Pirates of the Caribbean. That's not a musical. I don't okay. think. I mean, you know what? If you take Rule 34... For porn, you can do the same for musicals because if you say, hey, is this a musical? More than likely it is. Um, Because the other day he found out that Harry Potter is a musical. There's a Lord of the Rings musical. Spider-Man is a musical. Shrek? Shrek's a musical. SpongeBob? SpongeBob's a musical. I actually do want to see that. Gone with the Wind is a musical. Uh, interesting. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. You name it, it's probably already a musical. Mm. That was our show. Do you have anything more you want to add to that or no? I am good. You are good. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our first Sondheim. I, of course, was super excited about it. But wait till we get into more Sondheims. I promise I'll talk more. Don't you talk enough already? No. Okay. Um, but we do we do have a lot planned for the next several weeks. Do we? We do. <laughs> because we are going to round out season one with about 15 episodes. I oh, think okay. I, I think I did 15. Um, and then we're going to take a little break. 
And we're hopefully going to prepare some fun stuff, um, especially for October. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to do a horror-filled oh musical October. <laughs> and I, I cannot tell you how excited I am. I am super excited about that. Um, and the next show that we will be doing next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the probably the first time he's hearing this. Um, by popular vote. Oh, I didn't even know you were. <clears throat> is Les Miserables. <sighs> Look, I was hoping to get out some of the longer musicals out first. Javier. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, um, so the top three were Les Miserables, My Fair Lady, and Hamilton. Unfortunately, My Fair Lady and Hamilton didn't do that well. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, Les Mis won by 50%. Oh, wow. Well, and I'm we gonna... had 19 votes. Okay, well, I'm going to be miserable during that one. <laughs> Um, but as always, you can find us on all the social medias. I think that's grammatically correct on Facebook, no one, Instagram. No one listens to us for grammar. Probably. And Twitter. And you can, as always, check out the website at ontheWayToTheForumPodcast.com. And please give us a written review. That's your homework now. It's written <laughs> reviews on, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Podchaser, wherever you can write reviews on podcasts. Do it, please. That's me asking nicely. Um, anything you say can help us in the future. Uh help us know what we need to fix with the show. Javier is very um, determined to get rid of the main host. <laughs> so I don't know where the show would go after that. So mm-hmm. Probably just uphill from there. I doubt it. <laughs> but if you want to help support the forum, you can definitely click the link on the homepage on the website. And you know what? We hope that you all have a great upcoming weekend. And definitely check out the Encore page where I will post a YouTube video of the one that we saw. Yes. Um, And you know what? I hope that we will see you next time as we are on the way to the forum. Happy listening.